Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Start off this uh, Thursday morning, Ironhead. Uh, you can participate. I want to rank our favorite nips. What do you think? I'm going to go with. Uh, oh. I'm going to go with Fireball. That's my favorite nip. What's your favorite nip? Uh, I like Doctor McGillicuddy's. Doctor, which color? Which color? Purple or green? Which is your favorite, Doctor McGillicuddy's? Uh, green. I like drinking mouthwash. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get. I'm going to go off the board. I'm going to say. Paige Spiranak. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, Emily Ratajkowski. Um, here's a good one. It's a little dated. Janet Jackson could be my favorite nip. Mm-hmm. Come on, fake laugh. You do that. I know you could do it. Come on, fake laugh. It's <laughs> I'm, part of the job. I'm thinking uh, oh, Pam Anderson is a classic, uh, classic Pam, nip. That's an old school, old school uh, nip, favorite nip. Mm-hmm. I if um, if uh, my old producer, my former friend, uh, Chris Curtis from WEEI in Boston had done that, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about uh, the uh, <laughs> the biggest controversy in the country right now, which is just such a joke. Honest to God, this is uh, I, I have my list here, my top drawer. I've told you about it before right here. My top drawer. It's my list of all the people who've been canceled for ridiculous reasons, just stupid reasons. I, and we've gone over it before. Uh, you got uh, Mike Milbury, Jeremy Roenick, uh, Rick Santorum, Grant Napier. I don't know if you remember him. He was the play-by-play guy from Sacramento who was canceled for saying all lives matter. That's all he did. That's all he did. And you got the some of the oldies but goodies, Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, Dr. Seuss, uh, well, we can add another one to the list, which is just, and this could be the dumbest one yet. I was thinking this uh, last night. I said, we have the dumbest post on true social from Donald Trump yet. Say what you want about Ron DeSantis. He succeeded in driving the a, a crazy man even crazier. And we will get to this post. I want to read the whole thing. It's so ridiculous. Uh, but I don't think we are, we've ever talked about anything quite as dumb as the uh, one-week suspension and apology from uh, my former producer, who, if you're uh, not paying attention, he's now the uh, he, he's the morning host in our old time slot. We were on six to ten on EEI. I was on there for twenty years. I was canceled, if you haven't heard, for saying uh, a four-year-old shouldn't transition. I said it was crazy for a mother to transition her four-year-old son into a girl. This was, uh, I think I was before, we were ahead of the curve on this one. I'm not sure you'd get in trouble for saying that today, but uh, we got in trouble and indeed we got canceled. I was fired. Uh, My partner, Kirk Menahan, was forced out for saying, once again, a four-year-old is too young to transition, to change his sex uh, from my boy to a girl. It was a local family here. The Globe was... uh, holding them up, holding the mother up as a hero 
for turning her boy into a girl. It was ridiculous. We talked about it, and then uh, certain transgender activists got a hold of it, came after us, and uh, the station, the the company, uh, of course, bowed to the very small mob that was harassing them and us. Uh, so it's no surprise if you haven't heard that they are suspending, that they are once again bending, uh, succumbing, giving in to the mob and suspending their morning host, uh, Chris Curtis. And uh, it's absolutely absurd. I would like to, you know, I guess, I, I guess I am reveling in their misery here, but it's, uh, and, and I, I would love to just jump in, stomp on Curtis's head with both feet. Uh, but uh, he didn't do anything. He didn't offend anybody. Nobody was offended. His his apology was almost as dumb as the thing he said, uh, the offend- offensive thing he said a couple of days ago. But if you haven't been following the news, it is everywhere. One guy, one dummy in Boston made a stupid wisecrack about nips, you know, little, little bottles of booze that they are trying to ban in Boston. You can buy weed on every street corner uh, in, in the city now, uh, but you can't um, um, buy a nip. You can buy edibles and pot and weed and whatever and, and vapes and you name it, but they want to ban the little nips because of litter. Uh, there's not nearly as many uh, nip bottles on the street as there are masks. <laughs> the, the worst the thing that's causing the most litter, the most trash, the most uh, garbage in the oceans these days are discarded masks. There's billions of them, but uh, we're not going to ban those. We're going to ban little bottles of whiskey that the kids like to stick in their pockets and drink. Uh, so they were ranking their best nip, nips, which is an which is a really really lame idea. But uh, they were uh, you know making their nominations for. Um, their favorite nips and, you know, Fireball and McGillicuddy's and whatever, Screwball. And Chris Curtis, the uh, the host of the, of the morning show, my uh, former producer, said, uh, see if I get this right, I keep screwing it up, said Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes is a uh, ESPN personality, a host, I guess, an NFL host. I don't know. I don't even remember ever seeing her on TV, but she's a big presence. She's got 850,000 followers on Twitter. Um, it kind of went by, it was no one even laughed or noticed, but uh, my former producer, now uh, Kirk Minahan's producer, Dave Cullinane, picked up on it, uh, tweeted it out, and uh, then the ball was just, the boulder was just rolling downhill. It's currently at this three is, three million this was, views. This is classic. It so. begs the question, top five nips. Uh, oh, yes. That's a great one. Because mm. uh, uh, Dr. McGillicuddy's, up- I think, is number one uh, or two. Screwball say, also up uh, there. I'd probably go Mina Kimes. And uh, Fireball. Fireball. Like, fireball. I'm not taking it to You're right about the McGillicuddy, though, but do you like the purple or the root beer? <laughs> now, this him saying uh, Mina Kimes is not nearly as embarrassing as... Uh, the other guy saying, uh, you like the purple of the root beer. <laughs> I mean, should be suspended for that. But uh, as soon as uh, as soon as it was tweeted out or posted by Cullinane, everyone picked up on it. I got to say, uh, privately, I predicted this almost to a T. I said, Dead, first of all, the Globe will be, first, be forced to acknowledge it by uh, people on Twitter, you know, sending it to the Globe. Then uh, the Herald, the Herald did a story. Then Deadspin 
predictably, then awful announcing, and then it goes national. It gets picked up by the New York Post and Fox News, and everybody, everybody chimes in. Most people pretending that they were indeed offended. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted it to his, what has he got, 10 million followers? <laughs> A ton, yeah. And, and there's no stopping that runaway train. This is, I, I, I often make the uh, reference to Sherman McCoy. You don't know who that is. Ironhead, but he's the uh, the, uh, the the guy in uh, uh, Bonfire of the Vanities, one of the great novels ever written, Thomas Wolfe, one of the worst movies ever made. But anyway, it's a guy who screws up. He, he hits a guy or doesn't hit a guy on the highway, a, a black guy, and then everything just starts coming down on him. The, the groups, the organizations, the activists, the mobs coming after him and whole, you know, his whole life is ruined. Uh, obviously, uh, Curtis didn't hit anyone with his car. At least I don't think so. He just said a dumb thing. And the problem he has, he had, he still has, is that uh, he couldn't explain it. He couldn't tell the truth. He was trying to think, and I'm just going to guess, I, I, I used to know him, knew, knew him well. He was a good friend. He's not anymore, but he was a good friend and a good producer. Um, I, I don't think he's you know as good a host as he was a producer they should have left him in his previous role as producer but they were desperate so they made him a host and uh he's trying to be funny trying to be snarky trying to be witty he's trying to think of a a good looking woman who has you know that you'd like to see a, a nip slip i think that's what he was trying to get at no shot didn't work out that way his excuse was he meant to say uh uh, uh, we can we can play his uh, apology. I want to get it straight because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he, he meant to say Mila Kunis. Do I have that right? Yep. Mila Kunis. And instead he said Mina Kimes. And Mina Kimes is part Korean. Her mother's from Korea. So you, you say nip about a Korean and it's a racial slur, even though 98% of the audience has never heard it and doesn't know it. And I asked, I asked uh, my uh, 30 year, 33 year old producer this morning, have you ever heard that? And you said, no. And everybody I've asked, you know, handful of people, my wife had never heard the slur. (laughs) I guarantee you, Curtis doesn't even know the slur. I know him. He doesn't know. He doesn't, look at Asians and think the word nip. It's just absurd. It's, 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 and, 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 uh, I was trying to think of if I've ever heard it from somebody. I mean, I, I've watched all in the family. I've seen every episode dozens of times. Archie Bunker didn't even say the word nip. I, I know it's antiquated and probably was uh, used in you know world war two, but not a lot of people uh, in this day and age know that slur think that that's a reference to Asian Americans. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if anybody's uh, offended. It doesn't matter if uh, what he meant. It's just the chance for the mob to uh, descend upon a, uh, a wounded animal. These are the vultures coming after the wounded animal. You need two things. You need a mob, and God knows they got that. And you need really weak management. You need a boss that is weak and vulnerable, and God knows they got that at uh, my old place of employment. You knew they would buckle to the mob. You knew they would never stand up and say, hey, he was talking about nipples. In fact, they didn't even say that. We know he was, me- his, his reference was 
Nipples. He was thinking nipples. I don't. Yes. I disagree. I disagree. What, what do you think he was thinking? Look at his head. face. Look at his face right there. He knew he. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was kind of funny in hindsight, knowing the context. But I don't think anyone's offended. But he knows what he's doing. Look at that face he's making. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you know. It, I. And he thinks nip. You're thinking he's thinking nip. He's thinking Asian American in his mind when he hears that word. I mean, he hears that word. He then says an Asian lady's name. Well, first of all, I didn't even know. I mean, I guess I'm, I guess I'm ignorant. I didn't even know Mina Mina Kimes. I, I don't even ever remember ever seeing her. I didn't even know she was Asian. I wouldn't know whether Mila Kunis was Asian. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what is what nationality is she? The whole thing is so absurd. Russian, I but think. it doesn't matter. It's just another example. It could be the best example in a long time of the 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 cancel culture mob just taking advantage of the situation. The people, lots of people in this market don't like Chris Curtis. Lots of people in this market hate WEEI for good reason. So they're taking advantage of this opportunity. They're enjoying it. They're they're wallowing in his misery and they're going after him to embarrass him, to embarrass the station, which is fine. That's the way it works. I, I'm not surprised. And again, if he had uh, uh, you know, strong leadership, somebody with a backbone, they would have said, uh, we're, we're, we're not, we're not addressing this. We're moving on. He did nothing. He, 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 he and at worst, you know, he just made a mistake, slipped up, misspoke. Uh, they haven't go out and apologize this morning, which as usual does not placate anybody does not make anything better. Uh, but what, let, let's watch this. And, uh, you tell me that he isn't dying. He, he, you know, again, I know him. He wants to say, I was talking about nipples. I was talking about chicks, hot chicks. That's what we do on guy radio, on edgy guy <laughs> radio. We talk about girls. If he said, uh, again, whatever, Paige Sparanak, if he said just some smoking hot, uh, if he said Olivia Culpo, well, that's someone the- that you see on the internet showing their, uh, their their breasts proudly. That's the thing, though, is Mila Kunis is not known for that <laughs> at all. Well, uh, so maybe uh, may, I don't. Know, maybe he has a history of uh, of ogling her. Maybe it's one of the girl. Maybe it's a girl that he really uh, loves, and he's thinking of you know when the term nips comes in, he's thinking of her breasts. I'm thinking that makes go- more sense than thinking he's she's Asian. So I'm going to use a slur that no one's heard in 50 years. I'm, like I said, I don't think it's offensive, but uh, you know, I, I think the, whoever came up with that went, all right, who's who Mina Kimes. What does that sound like? Mila Kunis similar. Uh, that's what I meant. But, I think that's what but that's not an excuse. You know, what, you, what he had to say today was I was thinking of nipples. Call me crude. Oh yeah. He Call me lie. a pig or a misogynist. If you want it's got nothing to do with race or ethnicity. As to me, as me, I'm thinking of a hot chick and I'm throwing her in there because the term nip is short for nipple. That's his excuse. But of course they don't have the, uh, the guts to say it. Instead, they, 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 the excuses, I was thinking of Mila Kunis. Well, what does that matter? <laughs> so you were calling Mila Kunis a nip? What, 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 how was that even an explanation? Uh, but it's just so stupid. Again, I'm not, I, you know, in, in a way it kills me to defend uh, this show or this person or this, this station. I'm, I'm not defending this station. This should be ashamed. This company should be ashamed. Again, throwing their employee to the wolves. It's not going to go away. It's not going to get better. I've told you, I called it every step of the way. Uh, it's not over. It's not over. 
the Boston Globe has yet to begin to try to bury him. Uh, that's how it works. There are people at the Globe. There's a, an editor who literally, if you're uh, unaware of, of, of uh, the history, who literally called the advertisers. The Boston Globe, as we know, is a joke. It's not a newspaper. It's an, it's an activist group, a far left activist group. And one of the editors, Shirley Leung, is an Asian-American activist. And she, when Chris, Christian Fourier, one of the hosts still there, uh, imitated an Asian guy, just innocently, glibly, just made a, uh, imitated an Asian voice. She came after the station and tried to bury the station. They harassed the advertisers. They demanded advertisers pull their business out of WEI because of that. She has just begun when she's, you know, feeling like she needs a story. She's going to come after EEI. She's going to come after their advertisers. It's not over. You didn't, you never placate the mob with a one week suspension, which is apparently what he got. I'll be curious to see how the show, you know, survives without their main guy. It's going to be interesting. Uh, you could see how scared the other uh, personalities on the show are. They're frightened at the thought of, 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 of actually doing a show without him. That's how important he is. I'll, I'll give him that. He is, he is vital to the station, to the show. He's like the, the biggest personality they got and he's gone for a week. And when he comes back, as is often the case, he won't be the same. That's how it works. It happened. I'm sure it's happened with the, Tony Maserati, the other station, this happened a couple of weeks ago uh, when he uh, made a, a crack about two black guys, you know, possibly stealing his partner, uh, his car. It was just a, it, it, he didn't mean anything by it. It was just a dumb wisecrack again, but the mob doesn't care what the meaning is. The intention is they smell blood and they come after you and they did it with him. He got suspended. He is going to be walking on eggshells, at least for a while. He'll never be the, at least for a while, will not be the same. I've seen it over and over again. This is how you emasculate a guy, a radio host, a personality. You suspend them for just a, 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 a an innocent mistake. I'm sorry. I don't think, uh, I could be wrong. You could be right, Ironhead. I don't think he ever thought of the word nip as an Asian slur. He's not that old. Hell, I'm not that old. I've, I couldn't think of a time I've heard that. And lots of people have uh, chimed in on, on Twitter, on social media, and they've said uh, it's a World War II thing. It's a, you know, it came out of World War II. I've watched, you know, every World War II movie <laughs> worth watching. I don't ever remember hearing this. Again, you know, I, I, Archie Bunker didn't say it. I've, I've never heard it in a, uh, in a Quentin Tarantino movie. I don't think I, I don't think they used it in, uh, you know, Dirty Dozen or Kelly's Heroes or any of the great World War II movies. Who who knows this? Who uses this? Chris Curtis. When, uh, it, it just seems like a stretch. And again, not a defense. Uh, it was a dumb thing to say. I don't even get it. But I the thing that makes even less sense to me is the is the alibi, the excuse. I meant Mila Kunis. You meant what about Mila Kunis? <laughs> what? 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 Why? How does that change anything? How does that make it better? Um, there was an interesting tweet last night from uh, from Jason Whitlock, you know, of, of the Blaze and everywhere else. He tweets uh, at uh, eight forty last night. He says, "Raise your hand if you knew Nip was an ethnic slur." I did not. Tell me how Mina 
Kimes life was impacted by this other than nailing herself to a cross. I don't see the damage. She will dance to rap music, calling black people N words repeatedly without uttering a complaint. Now that's true. Um, well, the thing is though, the thing, people, the, the most problem people have never heard it. Yeah. Most people didn't know it was a thing. She, I will say this in her defense in Mina Kimes defense, she didn't nail herself to the cross. No. Like, I, and I thought she would too. And, and Whitlock, you know, he knows this, he knows what ESPN's like. Uh, I thought she might talk about how offended she was. She had a perfect response. She changed her uh, Twitter avatar, her profile picture from uh, her to, uh, to yeah. Mila Kunis. And it was, it was, that was a great comeback. And I'm pretty sure that's it. That's it. Now, I don't know if it's a topic today on ESPN on, you know, first take and around the horn, maybe, you know, they love these kind of things. They love to, uh, to take the, the, the moral high ground and, uh, and shame, you know, the, the, the misogynists and racists and anyone else they can find, even if it's, it's not real, even if they're not genuinely defended. And he's right. Uh, I don't know Mina Kimes. He probably does. He used to be at ESPN. He says she'll dance to rap music calling black people N-words repeatedly. And she probably will. She wasn't offended. Nobody was offended. And uh, it's a stretch to think that anybody actually was. That's the insanity of cancel culture. You don't actually ever have to believe anybody, you know, was offended. Nobody was offended when Grant Napier said all lives matter. Nobody was offended when Mike Milbury said that the women, the wives and the girlfriends of the players were a distraction to the NHL players. He lost his job with the network with NBC for that. Nobody was offended by Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. It's, it's, it's just all play acting. It's all pretend. There she is. There's Mina Kimes picture. That was a pretty good comeback from Mina Kimes. But the, 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 to me, the, it was lame. Uh, it, it, I, I was wondering how Curtis would handle the apology. He did it all wrong. I'm sure he was forced to. He should have come on and said, I was talking about nipples, period. It doesn't, I'm sure you know, all, the, uh, all the vultures, all the, uh, the mobsters who were coming after him, that wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't satisfy them, but it'd be true. In my opinion, that would be true. He was thinking of a hot chick. You can't tell me that a guy, I don't even know how old Curtis is anymore, 40. You can't, it's so hard to tell. He's so strange. Uh, but uh, he's never said that about an Asian person in private. Hell, I don't know anybody who said it. And I knew people in the old days and, you know, old school post, you know, World War II era people who used lots of slurs. And uh, don't know one who's ever said nip. I think it can be a racial slur. I think it can be funny. I think it can be not offensive. And I think this can be overblown. I can think all those things. And I right. think that's exactly yeah, yeah, what's that's happening. True. That's true. And I mean, he, he could have been saved. I was talking to Minahan about this. He could have been saved by, the, by his co-hosts or his whatever, update people, his other producers who just said, what does that mean? What, what are you talking about? And he would have said, oh, just thinking of, you know, a hot chick and nipples. And they could have moved on. It would have been nothing. But they were probably too frozen in, with fear to even address it, hoping it would just fly by. And it probably would have because nobody's listening except, you know, Dave Cullinane. Nobody's listening. Now they are. 
This will be good for their ratings, by the way. This is the kind of thing that helps you, at least gives you a temporary bump. People love watching uh, 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 the, offensive, the, the offenders get nailed to the cross. Speaking of which, Curtis was nailed to the cross this morning. I think he, he looked less scared, less nervous than the other people on his show. Yes, he did. But, it, but his explanation does not help. Let's, let's play it. This is the apology, which, you know, just in and of itself is a mistake. There's nothing he could say, nothing. Any of the people I talked about earlier, the, the Mike Milberries and Jeremy Roenicks and Tony Mazur, nothing they could say is going to satisfy the mob because they're not offended. They don't really think this was offensive. They just want to come in there for the kill. They just love it. It's a sport to them. Look at this wounded animal stagging around the, the Serengeti Plains. Let's go in for the kill. But he does his apology, apparently packs up and leaves for a week, which is just the beginning. I'll be shocked if it's only a week. The only thing that's going for him is that the, the, the station, nobody, the show, nobody knows, cares about it. Nobody listens. Nobody loves it. Nobody hates it. It's just totally irrelevant. So he has that going for it. That was, you know, Maserati's problem is he's kind of a high profile guy in the city on a, on a, on a highly rated show. It helps when you don't have any listeners in this situation is and it, they don't. So it, that's good. Is there anyone happier in the city of Boston right now than Tony Maz? <laughs> yeah. Dave Cullinane. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't even know what Mass yeah. has been like since he got suspended. I guarantee you he's got, you know, all kinds of thoughts in his head every time he tries to form a, an opinion on anything. He knows that uh, they're just waiting for him to stumble again. But um, let's listen to this lame apology this morning. Go ahead. The best or our favorite and in a pathetic failed attempt at a one-liner, I attempted to bring up Mila Kunis, which was... Not really that funny, sophomoric and sexist, but for reasons I don't understand, I said Mina Kimes. Uh, that was never the intention for me to say her name. It had nothing to do with the subject matter, and it dragged her into a controversy through no fault of her own uh, regarding a slur and her race and is not at all what my intention was, but it doesn't matter because of the the absolute chaos that my words created for someone who's just doing her job covering the NFL at ESPN. So uh, I want to apologize to Mina Kimes. I want to apologize for the stupid lame attempt at a joke. Uh, it was something that just, there's really no other way to put it. It was dumb and it was silly. So, uh, and it's brought a lot of things to the forefront for people that did nothing wrong. <laughs> And it was all because I had a clumsy attempt to try and bring humor to us to a, a story in Boston. So I just want to apologize to the listeners of this show, specifically Mina Kimes as well. And to uh, just say that working here is the dream of my life. And it is not a privilege I take lightly. Um, I love what this show is. I love the voice that I've been given on this show to be who I am. And I love making people laugh. I love talking about serious things. And I just want the listeners to know that I failed on Tuesday. And for that, I apologize. And um, I just want you to know that this is not who I am and who we are as a show, but I fell short of that. So just wanted to say a sincere apology to uh, Mina Kimes and to uh, 
the people here and elsewhere. Well, I agree with you, Curtis, that that is not what this show is and it's not what this radio station is. And so um, (laughs) when it comes to uh, that happening on this radio show, I think that all of us apologize to, to those that were offended by it. And um, I believe that from a company perspective, you are, Going to be suspended, is that correct? Yeah, so I'll be suspended. I'll be back on um, Wednesday of next week. We will see about that. <laughs> you know, the, the uh, pulled from a company that's not with this show. And it's, oh, just so lame. <laughs> Greg Ellis just comes out of nowhere. That is not what this station's about. <laughs> I, I think uh, the, the, the company should apologize to everyone right there. You got your... Uh, there it is. Your latest 11 cents a share for uh, Intercom stock right now. Down from a high of, I believe, $57. <laughs> 11 cents a share. I think they got more to apologize for. They should apologize to their stockholders. You know who's not definitely not offended was Greg Hill. No, he doesn't care. I mean, I, mean, he, he, I do believe that he's uh, uh, scared that he has to go on for a week without his host, without the main host, the guy who probably does all the work behind the scenes. I know that Curtis yeah. is a hard worker. He does care. Uh, I'm not sure he makes a lot of people laugh except when, you know, he, he, we, we, when he was our producer, we had a contest between him and Mutt, Mike Manansky. It was called the battle of the brainless to see who the dumbest guy on the show on the station was. Yeah. I don't even remember who won, but he, you know, he was right up there and now he's the main host of the morning drive. So I do think the other people on the show feel like they're going to be lost without him and they probably will be, but uh, they also get people actually noticing that they're alive and noticing that they actually have a show. So that that's something, but we'll see. He thinks he's suspended for a week. That's how it generally begins. It begins with a few people pick up on it and then people write about it. And then maybe they call some other important people in town, politicians to denounce them. Maybe they call some important advertisers. You watch the globe again, not a newspaper, a leftist left-wing activist group. Once they uh, get into action here, um, it's going to could get uglier. I hope it doesn't. I mean, it's just, you know, at least not for Curtis. I don't care what happens to the station, but, uh, Again, this is just so ridiculous, so fake, so phony. I guess, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, people are like you, Ironhead, and they think it was a racial slur. I, but I also yeah. don't think it's a big deal. I think it was the slur, but I also don't give a crap. You know? And as I always point out, the people who are uh, upset or pretending, I'm sorry, no one's upset, but the people pretending upset, they love Howard Stern, right? Mm-hmm. Howard Stern used to use a much more common racial slur for Asians the G word all the time, all the time. He used to use the N word in regular conversations, the F slur for gay people. I remember I was a big listener. I used to even sit at home or sit in a car and go, I can't believe what he's saying. That guy who used the N word dressed in blackface used all kinds of vile slurs daily in conversation on terrestrial radio. That guy, he's a hero to the left, to the, to the mobs, to the cancel culture mobs. There he is in blackface. And the picture is, is only a small part of the problem. If you ever watch the skit, it's amazing. He's got the fake black dialect and he's got all kinds of stereotypes. That guy, he's, you know, they, they have him on the view. Now that guy hangs out with George Stephanopoulos. I have a picture. I should, uh, 
post this. Somebody I know saw him uh, walking, I think in Palm Beach with George Stephanopoulos. They're buddies now. They go on walks together, yeah. that guy. And I guess it explains why he sold out. He survived, even though he wore blackface and used the N-word because he has the right friends. So nobody is, none of the powerful people are really uh, have any interest in canceling him. But someone, you know, like Chris Curtis, they will enjoy hanging his pelt on the wall. So I think it's only just begun for him. Good luck to him. Uh, sadly for him, he's working for weak people who will never stand up to any kind of mob, any, any mob, any resistance. Uh, they will never stand up to the Boston Globe. Hell, they put Globe people on the station and pay them money even though they know the Globe tried to destroy the whole business, tried to bring down the whole station. Hey, but hey, the Red Sox will be on soon, so the Sox will come and save them. People will be tuning into their 97-year-old play-by-play guy to watch a team that has like no stars and there's like zero interest. They think that's what's going to save them. The Boston you Red believe it. What's that? I was doing my Castiglione impression. <laughs> oh, please don't do that to me. Don't do it to me. All right, we'll see what happens. We'll see who picks up on it. We'll see if the big old, the big boulder keeps rolling downhill and crushes them. But uh, again, I'm, I'm still waiting for like a legit, like a legit cancel culture story where people are legitimately offended. This ain't it. This is a joke. Well, that's but, the thing. Mina Kimes didn't seem to care. So everyone else should yeah, relax. Hey, to her credit, Mina, Mina, Mina Kimes, <laughs> Mila Kunis, Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes, I thought, like Whitlock, I thought she would have nailed herself to the cross. She did not. She's not even pretending. She's not crying about her mother from Korea. Or She's having fun with it. Yeah, that's the way she should do it. She knows it's a joke. She would. Uh, she hasn't demanded they get fired, I don't think, or he get fired, or the station, you know. Uh, but there's the other thing. They could all have to go to sensitivity training again. That could happen, and that creates real morale problems. People don't like going to sensitivity training because of something somebody else said, but that's what they did the last time someone offended the Asian community. So we'll see. Problem is that it costs money, costs like tens of thousands of dollars to send your staff to sensitivity training. And right now, and to come, they ain't got it. So that probably won't happen. All right. We got much, much more to get to Uh, again. That was dumb, what Curtis said. Not nearly as dumb as Donald Trump's post about uh, Ron DeSantis yesterday. We have another controversy in the NHL about the pride jerseys and the pride, the pride tape. Uh, I, like, um, I'm, I like this one. This, the, the way the Chicago Blackhawks are handling it, uh, I'm going to commend them. we got to get to that letter letter that the vice president of the United States sent a 26 year old man who likes to pretend he's a six year old girl, congratulating him on being his authentic self. Yes. I think we've, we've reached peak insanity or peak stupidity because uh, we're talking about Kamala Harris. We will get to all that. But first I absolutely love this time of year. The madness is upon us. College basketball is King in March time for buzzer beating shots, Cinderella stories and rivalries with great histories. Make your March a moneymaker with my bookie. Getting started is easy. Visit mybookie.website slash Jerry and use promo code Jerry to receive a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the 
$150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at big money. If you're the type of person who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at a life-changing amount of money. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like MyBookie. Remember, visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Jerry and use promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. All right, let's let's get to the latest. There will be no indictment today. There may be no indictment ever uh, of Donald Trump. The case has fallen apart. And I think the Trump haters are really, really disappointed. They're going to be disappointed if there's not an indictment or not an arrest, not a mugshot. We know that. They are just licking their shops, hoping they get that visual. They're hoping they get that photo, the mugshot. Doesn't look good right now. And you know who else is really disappointed? Donald J. Trump. He, as I've said all week, he was relishing this opportunity to be a martyr, knowing they had no case, knowing it was all theater. He was looking forward to going into court and, and, and again, nailing himself to the cross. But this story uh, came out yesterday. This, the theory is this is what's delaying. There's, there's dissension in the ranks in the grand jury room. Grand jurors are saying, are we really supposed to bring an indictment now? Uh, the latest. Hey, this is from the New York Post. A newly surfaced letter from 2018 shows Michael Cohen lying to federal election officials about his infamous $130,000 payment to porn star Stormy Daniels, which later helped send him to prison. The letter emerged as the disbarred lawyer appeared poised to become the star witness in an unprecedented criminal case against his ex-boss, Donald Trump. In it, Cohen told the Federal Election Commission that he, quote, used his own personal funds to facilitate a payment of $130,000 to Stephanie Clifford, a.k.a. Stormy Daniels, in 2016. Quote, neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was a party to the transaction with Ms. Clifford and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. Cohen lawyer Stephen Ryan wrote in 2018. Okay, what are we doing here then? You know, I'm as, I'm as excited as anybody to see the whole process, the theater, the rest, the protest. It can't happen now. This is the whole case. I thought this was a stretch when I first heard it, that Cohen did it and didn't even tell Trump. And I heard that lawyer, Bob Costello, who blew the case up earlier this week, say Cohen wanted to be the, the, uh, the fixer for Trump. Cohen had money. And he wanted to be ingratiate himself with Trump and be his guy, his fixer, his lawyer, his friend. So he makes this payment, and I assume he was going to tell Trump about it later or or bill it on the, you know as a legal expense, but not tell him. Uh, I, I thought that was a stretch. It is not. This is proof that what Trump people have been saying that Cohen did it on his own is actually what happened. So we're done here. Unfortunately, sorry, all you, you know, 9,000 reporters outside the courthouse in New York City. Uh, you can go home now. It's the case is, is over. Uh, again, it should be, I should say, it should be over as a legal matter. It's not because it's not a legal matter, it's a political matter. And you have these Trump hating uh, maniacs 
in the DA's office, including Alvin Bragg and everybody around him and everybody he knows and everybody in his family and everybody, they all hate Trump. They all want to get him. They don't care if it's a good case. It wasn't a good case before this letter came out. Now it is an absolute joke, but I'm not sure that will deter Bragg. It should, but maybe it won't. And I, you know who else is hoping it won't? Donald J. Trump. This is the best. Uh, The New York Post, page six, also has a story about what Trump was doing Tuesday. You know, he predicted or said he was going to get arrested Tuesday. It didn't happen. He was wrong. Uh, But there's obviously uh, a motive there. He wants to be martyred. We see what happens. It has mobilized his people. All the, the Trumpkins are attacking DeSantis and attacking anybody who questions Trump. At this point, um, it, it, he got a bump in the polls. We know that. He got more people looking at him as a as a persecuted victim here. That's what he wants. But this is from uh, uh, the New York, uh, this is from page six. It's that uh, there was kind of like a party at Mar-a-Lago, and Trump was the DJ. <laughs> it says uh, the source tells New York Post Trump couldn't stop smiling as he played. Maria from West Side Story, the theme from Phantom of the Opera, and a chorus of hallelujah that had people scratching their heads as to exactly what it meant. Um, the uh, <laughs> This is even more amazing. Uh, a source told Page Six that Trump, uh, of Trump and his supporters, quote, they are very pumped up about this. The Manhattan DA... NYPD and even the Department of Justice were trying to work out a quiet handover coordinated with the Secret Service. Like the Secret Service does not want Trump handcuffed. They don't want him put in a jail. They want, don't want him in front of a crowd. He's at present. He's, you know, he's in danger. We know the kind of people that hate him and would like to see him dead. You can't put him in that situation if you're a Secret Service and they won't. But uh, it says uh, they're trying to work out a quiet handover and Trump was having none of it. If an indictment and arrest happens, he wants it to be public. We were even told that Trump is planning to, quote, try and film and document it with his own camera crew. They want a shot of him in cuffs and will release the mugshot. They are loving this stuff. <laughs> so uh, I think the jig is up from, from for everybody. The, the whole thing is just this political charade from both sides. He's not going to get convicted. And he may get indicted. He's not going to jail. But both sides want the mugshot. Both sides want the the optic, the 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 visual of him in handcuffs or him being uh, frog marched into jail. Apparently, and I guess I see why the bump he's gotten just since he tweeted or posted that he was getting arrested is palpable. People have turned on DeSantis, which is insane. And Trump has made a fool of himself attacking DeSantis. He really has. Uh, Again, I supported Trump. If he's the nominee, I will support him again. I supported him in 2016. I supported him in 2020. I think he did a lot of great things. I think he disrupted the swamp and pissed off all the right people. And I think if he were president right now, we would not be on the brink of World War III. We would not be on the brink of a, a bank collapse, a recession. We would not have a wide open southern border. We would not have out of control crime in the streets. Lots of the problems we've had in the last two years would not have happened with Donald Trump in office. I think even Biden supporters have to admit that their guy's a disaster, but, uh, and he knows, he thinks maybe, maybe correctly 
that the one thing in his way as he tries to return to the White House is Ron DeSanctimonious. So he's attacking him. But I'm sorry, it's just, it's just gibberish. It's incoherent nonsense. Let's get to the posts from yesterday on True Social. You thought we've seen some dumb stuff from uh, Donald Trump um, in the past, uh, you know, in the past, in the past few days. I've been, uh, um, is, is this the one about Florida or is this the other one? We this is the one two, about Florida. Uh, from Trump. And this is just so friggin' idiotic. Keep in mind, as I read this, it's, it's a long one, that Trump lives in Florida. Trump loves Florida. Trump loved DeSantis. Trump supported DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis did an amazing job with a lot of things, especially COVID. With that in mind, here's what Trump posts. Now that Ron DeSanctimonious is finally admitting he's in the race by beginning to fight back, and now that his polls have crashed so he has no other choice. Let me explain some facts. He is, for a Republican, an average governor. He got 1.2 million less votes in Florida than me. He fought for massive cuts in Social Security and Medicare. He wanted Social Security minimum age to be raised to 70. He's a disciple of Paul Ryan and did whatever Ryan told him to do. Florida has been successful for many years, long before I put Ron there. It's amazing what Ocean and Sunshine will do. Surprise, Ron was a big lockdown governor on the China virus, sealing all beaches and everything else for an extended period of time, was third worst in the nation for COVID deaths, third worst for number of cases. Other Republican governors did much better than Ron because I allowed them this freedom, never closed their states. I remember I left that decision up to the governors. For COVID death rates per state, Ron as governor did worse than New York. In education, Florida ranks among the worst in the country. And on crime statistics, Florida ranked third worst in murder, third worst in rape, third worst in aggravated assault. For 2022, Jacksonville was ranked as one of the top 25 major crime cities in the country with Tampa and Orlando not doing much better. On education, Florida ranked 39 in health and safety in the country, 50 in affordability, number 30 in education and child care. Hardly greatness there. The fact is, Ron is an average governor, but by far, but the best by far in the country in one category, public relations, where he easily ranks number one, but it is a mirage. Just look at the facts and figures. They don't lie, and we don't want Ron as our president. What a freaking okay. idiot. Does anybody in Trump's, or any supporter of Trump, thinks this is a good idea? Do they think that makes any sense at all? First of all, it's just one lie after another. He was great on COVID. I just looked it up. The death rate per million, which is the only stat that matters, Florida was 12th. They weren't third or second. 12th with a massive elderly population. DeSantis did miracles during COVID. And, you know, if someone were to debate this and actually fact check this, it's just one lie after another about a state he lives in, he chooses to live in, about a governor that he endorsed it's just so insane. And it just hasn't, the campaign hasn't even begun. This is, uh, this is not helping. This is not helping. I'm sorry. You make me pick right now, Trump or DeSantis. It's not no brainer. DeSantis is, he's uh, not unhinged. And he also posts, there's a little shorter. While I'm fighting against radical left lunatics, persecutors and unfair prosecutors, 
who want to destroy us all. Ron DeSanctimonious is not working for the people of Florida as he should be. He's too busy chatting with ratings challenge TV host from England, desperately trying to rescue his failing campaign, but it's my fault I put him there. Uh, I love this, that he endorsed him over Andrew Gillum, who's a drug-addled lefty lunatic. What were you supposed to do, Donald? Endorse the other guy? You endorsed the right guy. He's a good governor. He's a great governor. You should be commended for that. It's not an act of disloyalty. Is is he supposed to never run for president because you endorsed him for governor? You endorsed lots of people. None of them are ever supposed to challenge you. I'm sorry. That's not how that works. I know people in Florida, lots of people in Florida. They love DeSantis. They think he's done an amazing job on education, on crime. He's the only one to fire a Soros-backed DA, and especially on the cultural issues and in COVID. This is not smart, even for Trump. This is just insane. And the people, the Trumpkins, are really struggling to uh, to defend him on this. This doesn't disqualify. A ratings-challenged England uh, host from England. Would that be the guy that Trump's been on with 40 times? Would that be the guy Trump sat down with in August and Trump would sit down with tomorrow? If, if Piers Morgan showed up at Mar-a-Lago today, Trump would sit down with him for three hours. Unless, of course, he's having lunch with Maggie Haberman or Bob Woodward. Then he would tell him he'd have to wait maybe tomorrow. But the idea that uh, he's trying to save his flailing campaign, he hasn't even started his campaign. He hasn't even declared yet. That's just so dumb. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad a DeSantis guy because that's just so hard to defend. You know what? He's he, eventually he's got to turn his attention to other people, other candidates. Turn his attention to, you know, focus on Biden. <laughs> That'd be nice, and and get off this this insane obsession. Wait till this, he to, declares at least. I know. Don't we have time? What's he going to be like when DeSantis actually declares and campaigns and puts out ads and does press conferences? Trump's going to lose his friggin' mind. It's going to be. What if he doesn't, though, and he's doing this and all he's doing is trying to sewer him? Well, that'd be wild if DeSantis doesn't actually run. See, that's why I'm encouraged. It looks like DeSantis is running, and I'm glad. If nothing else, and I deal with this every day on Twitter, the Trump kids are coming after me now. Lots of them are unfollowing because, you know, I didn't didn't kiss his ass, and I actually criticized them. They they can't take it. Uh, But DeSantis is 32 years younger. He has none of the baggage Trump has. He has all the same policies. Now, I, I respect Trump look, because he wants revenge. He wants retribution. I would too. He should. He's been persecuted. They've lied about him for years. They've tried to destroy him. They're continuing to try and destroy him. I, I, I hope he gets you know his vengeance. But I also would like the best possible candidate for president. I don't want another 80 year old president. We've seen how that works. You know, I don't want the whole friggin' campaign, the whole hell, the whole administration. If he has another term to be about revenge, as much as I love revenge, he's got, I'd prefer to be, you know, him to focus on, I don't know, world peace, saving the economy, closing the border. Those are all things Trump would do. And they're things DeSantis would do without all the insanity swirling around him. But, well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. They've got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values 
with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Let's quickly do, do I have time to do the Chicago Blackhawks? Uh, this, uh, we talked a lot about the, the pride, pride day in the NHL. The NHL has lost its mind. Some teams are worse than others. The San Jose Sharks are just a joke. They, 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 they're run like some private college in, in Northern California. They're run by lunatics, faculty lounge lunatics who think the whole world is about equity, diversity, inclusion. We've gone over that. You know, they put their player, James Reimer, in a very tough spot. They, they told their players they had to wear rainbow jerseys and rainbow tape. And Reimer, a good Christian, said, I'm not doing it. So Reimer became the target of all the, the lunatics on Twitter and social media. That's the fault of the team. You put your players in that position. The, the Flyers did it with uh, Ivan Provorov. They know some of them are going to resist this, and they know they become the target. So because you insist on this silly ass, you know, it's celebration of somebody's sexuality, you make the people who push back at all, you make them the villains, your own players. And I think at least one team recognizes that the Chicago Blackhawks have canceled their rainbow wearing pregame ritual. Uh, the reason according to the sun, Chicago sun times, it has to do with concerns for the safety of Russian born players. The Blackhawks have worn pride jerseys in previous seasons. However, new a new Russian law and the uncertainty around it are the reason for scrapping them. The Russian government in December passed a law making it illegal for Russians to promote gay propaganda. The ban applies to all forms of media, following, uh, including social media. And they have three players who were born in Russia. And they are afraid that those guys would say no. And then they'd become the villains in, in this country. And uh, why would you want that? Why would you put your player in that position? You know, if you want to put a rainbow up on the jumbotron and, you know, do like the Red Sox, have some drag queens out in the pregame show. Fine. But why make your players make a choice? You know, they don't want to do this. You know, they have their reasons. Some are religious. Some are cultural. They don't want to do it. Why do you want them to become the target of the, the, the woke mob? Just cancel it. That's what the Blackhawks did. That's what every team should do. And I commend them for that. Cause you know what we avoided because of that, we avoided a whole new controversy and uh, avoided these guys becoming, you know, targets. But uh, anyway, damn, we don't have time to get to, we had much more to get to. We're going to do that. I, I want to do that Kamala Harris letter. She sent to Dylan. We could do that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I want you to read it, okay? Because I, I can't get through it. It's just so absurd. I will. Kamala Harris wrote a letter to Dylan Mulvaney congratulating him on his 365th day of girlhood. Again, this is a man who pretends occasionally to be a 
six-year-old girl. Although I do have to question for you. They had a celebration of women yesterday at the White House. Women, because we don't celebrate women enough, I guess. I don't know. Uh, hell, he names them to the Supreme Court, the White House, makes them a spokesman, even if they can't even do. And they had a celebration for women. I don't think Dylan was invited, was she? Was he? No, uh, liberal women are actually slowly starting to call out the hypocrisy on this stuff. In the Yeah, there's another story we didn't get to. Maybe we can do this tomorrow, but this champion champion cyclist 46 year old man who's won 16 championships in uh in this country for cycling and it's just kicking the women's ass and he's a big tall 46 year old man and the women don't seem to mind i don't know why i mind the women are so yeah they're on the they're on the medal stand in second and third place and they're cheering for this guy who just beat their ass again but hey it's uh Girlhood, sticking together, womanhood. All right. We'll get to, we'll get to the letter. I want to let, do the letter for, to, to Dylan tomorrow, and Ironhead's going to read it. That's his job. I'm going to practice in the mirror tonight. But we will leave it there for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening and commenting. Got a lot of comments. Tomorrow we're going to do the comments and questions, too. Do you think you can handle that, Ironhead? I sure can. You're going to pick out some good comments, some good questions, and I will read them mm-hmm. on the show tomorrow, which will be on Rumble over the weekend. But uh, we'll remind you of that tomorrow. That'll do it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. And we will do it again tomorrow. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.